Hello everybody, we are back on track and today there's a lot of talking about desktops like hitting GNOME but also some things from Deeping and from elementary OS. There's actually a lot of interesting stuff going on. So let's get started without wasting any more time. Thanks for following, this is Linux Daily. Okay, so usually whenever I talk about KDE, it's by quoting either Nate, who has this very nice blog post about this week in KDE, or it's about my personal experience as a contributor to KDE. However, a lot of KDE contributors have their own blog posts and, you know, blogs actually talking about what they are themselves working on. And usually they are very interesting. Sometimes they talk about things that we already know, but some other times they don't. So in this case, there is a very interesting blog post, which is called Kwin and Tiling from Marco Martin, who is a core KDE Plasma developer. And he is announcing something that I know lots of KDE users will be very happy in on here. Tiling is coming to KDE Kwin out of the box, which is pretty interesting. We've always had like third-party plugins, especially Bismuth was very good and still is very good, but now it's actually coming in Kwin itself. But it's necessary to fully understand the extent of, extent of it. So let's see what Marco says. So Kwin always had some very, very basic tiling. That is, you could drag a window to the left or right corners or to the very corners of the screen and it would be tiled to the left half or right half. Or you can use keyboard shortcuts such as meta, left and up to make sure that the window gets tiled to the quarter top left part of the screen. And Marco is basically building on this functionality to make sure that it gets much more powerful. So basically we have the concept of these tiling areas. And if you're dragging a window using the shift shortcut, then that window will be automatically maximized in the tiling area that you drag it to. So as an example, you could have uh, the right part of the screen to be its own tiling area, and then the left part of the screen could be divided into two areas divided vertically. So if you drag anything on the left, it could be tiled on the top or the bottom, depending on where you drag it to, whereas if it's dragged on the right, then it gets tiled to the right half of the screen. However, the cool thing is that now you get to manage these uh, tiling areas. There is a new effect, a Kwin effect, that is a full screen effect that allows you to change the size and positions and add new or delete these tiling areas. And of course, if you, as an example, have a left and right tiling areas, if you resize the left one, you will automatically resize the right one as well. So it is some very simple form of tiling manager. So it's very interesting, of course, as Marco says, this is not intended to be a full-fledged replacement, sorry, for i3 or Bismuth, but rather an hopefully, he says, robust mechanism in the core with a pretty minimal and unobtrusive default UI then this mechanism could have like some third-party Kwin scripts such as you know Bismuth that use it to do more powerful uh, tiling techniques. 
which is, you know, really cool. It means that just by having this little tiling mechanism that's just very simple, you can also have at the same time third-party Kwin scripts that make sure that it is much, much more powerful when you're actually using those scripts. So very, very nice. It's coming in theory to Plasma 5.27. I also want to mention a couple of blog posts which are still interesting, still from KD developers about things that we've already touched in this podcast. However, it's very different to just say now there's this new feature and actually reading an entire blog post from the person that implemented that feature, working us together towards how uh, he implemented it actually. The first one is called I made outlines for KD Breeze window decoration by AxDevBlock. It's very interesting and you know it talks about how he implemented the outlines for all KD Plasma windows and it's very thoughtful. It talks about why make these outlines, where are these outlines actually drawn and then all of the difficulties that have <laughs> of course arise when you try to implement a feature like this. It's very long and I suggest you that you give it read. The second article is called Treats for Kate, Welcome Page, Git Diff Viewer and Config Searching by the Kate blog and it talks about all the new stuff that are coming to the latest, latest sorry, release of Kate and again it's stuff that we've talked about but it's still nice to actually have it from the official Kate blog so it's stuff like the new welcome screen as we talked about the ability to use Kate to see the differences between two files and a new clipboard history based dialogue. So interesting stuff. And of course, it's called Treats for Kate because, you know, Halloween. This said, let's switch our attention to the DPIN 23 Alpha. So I've actually talked about this, I think two days ago, about how they released this screenshot and then took it back about uh, DPIN 23 getting quick settings. So what's new, uh, now we actually have a promotional video for the DPIN 23 Alpha version, which is, you know, a promotional video. And the weird thing is that it's rather useless to actually understand what DPIN 23 is going to be, because it's a lot of 3D renderings that in no way will look like, you know, the actual version. As an example, at a certain point of the video, there's somebody clicking on a heart icon and then a lots of 3D hearts come out of the screen. I don't think the software is actually going to look like that. There are a couple of screenshots or rather 3D renderings that look like they could be screenshots of Deepin. However, they're just a few and they don't particularly look, I mean, they look good, but they don't particularly look like something super new and they don't show much of Deepin. We do know that it has like a floating uh, bar on the bottom, just like, I mean, we already saw that from the screenshots and not much more actually. So there is this promotional video, but you know, it's useless. I mean, it's exciting, but useless. Instead, there is a blog post from elementary blog that talks about how close we are to elementary 7.0, the new version after 6.0. And basically they say that some of the major blockers that they had, which were window manager issues has been resolved and now most of the things missing to do the release are about builds and infrastructure. So we are, they say, really in the home stretch right now. 
However, some new things are still getting in. As an example, there is an icon redesign project which aims at, you know, prettifying the current icons of Elementary OS, including increasing a board, sorry, the border radius of the tile icons. We do have a screenshot of the some of the new icons and they look pretty good, so I suggest you that you still give a look to the Elementary 7.0 blog post in their, you know, blogs. And if you're interested in actually trying out the early access preview, then you can get it at $10 a month. If you just start donating, you get the early access uh, preview as a benefit, which is pretty interesting. However, there was so much more that I wanted to talk about, but our time together today is yet again over. I actually have so many articles that I keep telling myself, okay, but tomorrow I will actually talk about this. So let's try to be patient. I will get to everything, but nonetheless, thanks everybody for following and see you tomorrow with yet another Linux Daily episode. <laughs>